Section 17 of The Aesop for Children. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Aesop for Children by Aesop. The Bear and the Bees. A bear roaming the woods in search of berries happened on a fallen tree in which a swarm of bees had stored their honey. The bear began to nose around the log very carefully to find out if the bees were at home. Just then, one of the swarm came home from the clover field with a load of sweets. Guessing what the bear was after, the bee flew at him, stung him sharply, and then disappeared into the hollow log. The bear lost his temper in an instant, and sprang upon the log tooth and claw to destroy the nest. But this only brought out the whole swarm. The poor bear had to take to his heels, and he was able to save himself only by diving into a pool of water. It is wiser to bear a single injury in silence than to provoke a thousand by flying into a rage. THE FOX AND THE LEOPARD A fox and a leopard, resting lazily after a generous dinner, amused themselves by disputing about their good looks. The leopard was very proud of his glossy, spotted coat, and made disdainful remarks about the fox, whose appearance he declared was quite ordinary. The fox prided himself on his fine bushy tail with its tip of white, but he was wise enough to see that he could not rival the leopard in looks. Still, he kept up a flow of sarcastic talk, just to exercise his wits and to have the fun of disputing. The leopard was about to lose his temper when the fox got up, yawning lazily. "'You may have a very smart coat,' he said, but you would be a great deal better off if you had a little more smartness inside your head, and less on your ribs the way I am. That's what I call real beauty. A fine coat is not always an indication of an attractive mind. THE HERON A heron walked sedately along the bank of a stream, his eyes on the clear water, and his long neck and pointed bill ready to snap up a likely morsel for his breakfast. The clear water swarmed with fish, but Master Heron was hard to please that morning. "'No small fry for me,' he said. "'Such scanty fare is not fit for a heron.' Now a fine young perch swam near. "'No, indeed,' said the heron. "'I wouldn't even trouble to open my beak for anything like that.' As the sun rose, the fish left the shallow water near the shore and swam below into the cool depths toward the middle. The heron saw no more fish, and very glad was he at last to breakfast on a tiny snail. Do not be too hard to suit, or you may have to be content with the worst, or with nothing at all. THE COCK AND THE FOX One bright evening, as the sun was sinking on a glorious world, a wise old cock flew into a tree to roost. Before he composed himself to rest, he flapped his wings three times and crowed loudly. But just as he was about to put his head under his wing, his beady eyes caught a flash of red and a glimpse of a long pointed nose, and there, just below him, stood Master Fox. "'Have you heard the wonderful news?' cried the fox in a very joyful and excited manner. "'What news?' asked the cock, very calmly. But he had a queer, fluttery feeling inside him, for, you know, he was very much afraid of the fox." Your family and mine and all other animals have agreed to forget their differences and live in peace and friendship from now on forever. Just think of it. I simply cannot wait to embrace you. Do come down, dear friend, and let us celebrate the joyful event. How grand, said the cock. 
I certainly am delighted at the news. But he spoke in an absent way, and stretching up on tiptoes, seemed to be looking at something far off. What is it you see? asked the fox a little anxiously. Why, it looks to me like a couple of dogs coming this way. They must have heard the good news, and— But the fox did not wait to hear more. Off he started on a run. Wait, cried the cock. Why do you run? The dogs are friends of yours now. Yes, answered the fox, but they might not have heard the news. Besides, I have a very important errand that I had almost forgotten about. The cock smiled as he buried his head in his feathers and went to sleep, for he had succeeded in outwitting a very crafty enemy. The trickster is easily tricked. End of section 17 Recording by Lee Smalley